Welcome inside the lab at Formula 4 Media. I am Bob McGee. And today we are going inside the workings of a real scientific lab as we speak with Mr. Samuel Wilding, a mechanical engineer and the lead, lead engineer at ExoNano. He's also a trail runner and a father of four. The mission of ExoNano is to provide engineers and designers with advanced sensing materials as they create products for an increasingly connected world. Jake Merrill, the president of ExoNano, is a mechanical engineering graduate from Brigham Young University. As an undergraduate researcher, he discovered smart foam, and earlier this year in March, the Orem Utah Company began the process to commercialize that product. I met Sam and Jake at the Northwest Materials Show in August 2018 in Poland, Oregon, with some examples of how the product works, including one where pressure on the material creates an electric current, were shown to me. Good afternoon, Sam. It's great to have you here. And given you are the scientists, I'll let you explain in more detail about ExoNano, its products, and how they may be or have been utilized in the sporting good industry. So before we go further, please maybe you can explain to our listeners what smart foam is, how it was discovered, and how it is materially different from the other foams available on the market today. Sounds good. And thanks, Bob, for having me on. So smart foam is a foam material like most people are familiar with, whether that's a foam sponge or the foam in your shoes, but by adding conductive microparticles to it, we turn it into a sensor in that every time it gets compressed, it generates a small electric charge, and you can use that to measure force, impact, pressure, all kinds of things. So we transform ordinary foam into a sensor that's useful because in a lot of areas, it's very difficult to get a sensor in where foam is doing what it does, whether that's cushioning or sealing or something like that. So we alleviate that problem with our uh, enhanced material, as we sometimes like to call it. So it was discovered a little bit by accident. Um, Jake was doing research, and Jake, my co-founder, on strain gauges while he was in school. And these strain gauges were you know, to measure how much something stretches or lengthens and they were doing some experiments with foam and in, normally they they measure resistance electrical resistance and as this thing stretches the resistance changes well jake accidentally had his uh, measurement system set up to measure voltage and not resistance and he saw he started to get a response from this and at first it looked everybody thought this wasn't supposed to happen but the more and more they looked at it they realized that he'd actually discovered a a new composite material that had some pretty interesting applications as far as how this foam is different from other foams on the market the biggest thing is the fact that we combine the ability to do accurate sensing with the unique properties of foam you either normally get foam or sensors, not both. And sometimes foam or sensors are embedded into foam. But the fact that we can do two-in-one can simplify product architecture and also make it possible to sense in locations where it was typically really difficult to do before without interfering with with the product itself. Maybe you could address its applications and possible applications in the in a military environment. Absolutely. Our um, one ongoing research project has been for an insole. In, in military applications where we would be able to determine fatigue and causes of injury in new soldiers or warfighters going through basic training. There's a very high injury rate and it's hard to do, it's hard to gather data out in the field. And with our insole, it'd be a, a completely mobile package. Our insole is capable of measuring ground reaction forces, which can be correlated to fatigue, concussion, uh, inebriation, and all kinds of things. So based on the data gathered, start to see patterns in what's causing insoles and start to see what kinds of loads these soldiers are bearing when they have this huge rucksack on their backs and they're going through this 
intense physical training. Other applications in military, in anywhere that pressure or impact needs to be measured. So potentially in some places on the vehicles, maybe in helmets, it could be integrated perhaps in body armor where you need to see injured soldier. Maybe there's no visual injuries, but by having smart foam in there, you could see just how much impact a particular part of the body took and be able to make more accurate medical di- diagnoses based on the smart foam data. If you put it in vehicles, you can use the smart foam to measure vibration. So it could be used to monitor for vibration that's abnormal. And I'm talking about from the perspective of of equipment maintenance or something like that, especially for some of these vehicles that need to have a uh, high reliability. You could start to monitor in places, again, where it was difficult to do before and see if you could predict failure before it happens and get all the preventative maintenance taken care of. So there's a, a few ideas in the in the military environment. Now let's turn to the sporting industry. And I know this, I know you mentioned or showed me, showed me three products where smartphones are already utilized, the martial arts vest, the football helmet, and I guess an insole. But, but how the use of the materials make these products smarter and, and within sporting goods. You could talk about that. The, the martial arts vest is the one that's available commercially through a customer of ours. So it, it makes that smarter. It's a protective vest worn for martial arts, but it senses the, the entire thing is filled with our foam and it senses how hard somebody gets hit and when. And so in a video game style combat, now two people can fight and instead of based on visual or some kind of conductive way of telling whether or not somebody got hit, you have an actual measurement of how when somebody gets hit and how hard. And if you can imagine, like in old video games, on this vest, there's these bars of LED lights, and those represent the opponent's life, if you want to put it that way. And the more they get hit, the more their life gets down. So it makes it a much more interesting sport to watch. And it also helps with training. There's game modes built into it. And the unique capability of our foam is that it provides the protection needed in the vest so that the competitors are protected, but it also provides the sensing needed to have the interaction of this video game type type scoring. And it also, with all the, the game and training modes, it provides all the sensing needed for those. So whether whether sparring or practicing, there's there's visual feedback for how you're doing. The football helmet was, was a research project. And what we did there is swapped out the foam inside a football helmet with our smartphone. So as far as the player's concerned, the helmet doesn't feel any different at all. The, uh, the foam sits against the head just like it does in a normal football helmet. The... There's electronics built into there, but we can tuck those away somewhere where they don't cause any problems and they're not causing any irritation for the player. But we showed we could measure the magnitude of impacts and the direction of impacts on a football player. And typically in football helmet sensing systems, it's done with an accelerometer. But the helmet during an impact often moves a lot more than the player does. And with our foam, what we're actually measuring is how much the head inside the helmet compressed various pieces of foam. So we get a very accurate measurement for what forces and energies the head is actually experiencing, which can lead to better data gathering on the field. It's a completely mobile system and hopefully better injury prevention. And we put that football helmet through a bunch of the industry standard tests and it performed very well there. And so the insole, that that's another, it's not a commercial project yet or product yet. It's It's been a research project. But with that one, we demonstrated that we could measure 
ground reaction forces in a completely mobile package. So insoles, there's some smart insoles, if you want to call them that out there, you know, enhanced insoles. They use accelerometers and a bunch of other things, but we showed we can get 97% correlation in ground reaction force data compared to industry standard measuring devices like instrumented insoles and force plates. So ours with our insole, it can be taken anywhere. It can be taken on a field. It can be taken through basic training programs, wherever it needs to go. And we can get accurate ground reaction measurement measurements throughout whatever activity the wearer is going through. And as I mentioned before, from ground reaction forces, you can see correlations to fatigue, concussion, um, even early onset Alzheimer's can be shown in ground reaction forces. So the real advantage of this insole is the fact that now you can go anywhere and get this kind of data that you can use that to, for say, say we're talking about elite athletes, you can get lab quality data out on the field. You can have uh, people on a football field running patterns or whatever it is, checking power balance, checking speed, checking power generation, all kinds of things. The type of data that you'd normally have to go to a lab to get, now you can get anywhere and doing the activity that you're training for. So that's the real advantage of the smartphone insole. Follow-ups on that. Is the football helmet being worn, has it been worn by any collegiate programs? And I just wanted to follow up about the helmets. I, I'd imagine the smartphone could be used in lacrosse helmets and helmet baseball helmets. I know it's not the same as some time of impact, but they could be used in all kinds of helmets, cycling helmets. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. It can be used in any kind of helmet. It's not being used in any collegiate programs uh, as of right now. We're continuing to explore getting it into some production helmets and into some programs. How much more expensive is smartphone than traditional phones? And does your company expect more adoption within the sporting good industry, at least, or maybe automotive or whatever in 2019 and 2020? So smartphone, the conductive additives we, we add, they don't add a huge amount of cost to the manufacturing. Right now, our smartphone is available in Rogers Corporation Poron and XRD technology foams, which are very high-end foams, much more expensive than something like an EVA or a standard PU, but that's because of their incredible resilience and impact resistance. But as far as costs go, it depends on the industry and the base material, but you can expect increases you know, from say 20 to 50% over a traditional foam, but that's a case-by-case, application-by-application basis. For adoption, we expect more adoption into more sporting goods applications. So the martial arts, the the vest there, um, that product is continuing to ramp up and martial arts seems like a particularly a particularly interesting place to start looking for business. So we're looking into boxing gloves, MMA equipment, and things like that. So we expect to see some adoption there. Interestingly enough, side effect of the additives we put in the foam is we increase its thermal conductivity. So for comfort foams, like the kinds you find in your seat, in the office, or in your car, or in a bed, our additives make it so that foam wicks heat away from you more quickly if you're trying to cool down or if you have a seat warmer, it helps the heat get to you more quickly. So we see a lot of our adoption in the next few years in the automotive seating and office seating areas. So that's that's not smart foam per se. There's no sensing or anything going on. It's just an enhanced thermal conductivity. But as far as the smart foam goes, we see most adoption in the impact sports type arena, whether that's martial arts or MMA. Um, we'll be continuing to look into football and other 
types of helmets. That's where we're likely to see the most traction in the near term. Are you already working on the next generation smart foam and other smart materials? And when may, might the industry begin to see some of those as a five-year process? Or I mean, how long does it take to develop a next generation? Uh, a lot of the preliminary research has already been done. Most of our, our research right now is dedicated to what we call our pressure sensing foam. We've shown that this works in the lab. Almost everything we've discussed so far has been about our impact sensing foam. We do have a foam that will change its electrical resistance in response to a load, which makes it ideally suited to measure force and pressure as opposed to impact. So that, that uh, a realistic time frame for that is probably a year to 18 months. And its ideal applications would be in something like uh, bedding and seating, where it could be used to monitor for high pressure points and then tied to some kind of an adjustment system to adjust for those high pressure points. Some other potential applications we've discussed would be in and in industrial, for example, if you have seals or gaskets that need to be kept at a certain pressure, instead of monitoring bolt torque or something like that, you could measure the actual pressure on the gasket by measuring its change in resistance. So that's the next big research and development push for us is commercializing that pressure sensing technology, getting it from a lab sample to something that's production ready. Do you think there's any limit today on what these smart materials going forward will be able to do to improve products and data capture? There's there's a lot that they can do. There's application, I mean, in almost every foam product. The limitations often usually come from the ability to get the electronics built into whatever product we're going into. So that tons of products that have foam have no electronics built into them of any kind. And in some some cases, it's just not realistic to build that system in. I mean, you could imagine, say, you know, an office chair or something that has this smart foam in it and these electronics, but then you'd have to keep your office chair plugged in, which may not be feasible. So in, in my opinion, the big limiting factor will be where it makes sense to have that electrical integration and, and where it doesn't. In some cases, it makes a lot of sense. And then some things, it's, it's just not, it's not critical to have electronic feedback and, and sensing. Well, great. Thanks, Sam. I've been speaking with Mr. Samuel Wilding, the lead engineer at Exo Nano in Utah and the creator of SmartFoam. He was the co-founder of the company. You've been listening to Inside the Lab at Formula 4 Media. This is Bob McGee.